Welcome to Coffee with Kojo, a podcast produced by graduate students in the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University. My name is Rocky Daly, and I'm an associate professor in the school. This ninth episode is hosted by graduate student McCade Iverson and features Andrea Carlisle, forensics director and lecturer in the school. McCade talked to Andrea a few weeks ago. We're actually talking via Zoom right now. Typically, we are able to record our podcast sessions in our studio and Jaeger Hall, but we are accommodating so that we can keep our Coffee with Kojo episodes going. So thanks for thanks for doing this with us. Yeah, no problem. Excited to uh, have a meeting on the calendar, actually. So. Yeah, I know, I know. Just anything to get some sort of interaction. Absolutely. Yeah, it's nice to have some sort of schedule because otherwise online learning can just be wide open 24-7. Oh, I know. I I have been trying so hard to get out of bed by like eight and it just has not been happening for me because usually I'm in the office by eight, but just I think having it in the back of my brain that I don't have to go to the office, I just cannot get myself awake. So I'm learning that I am definitely more of an, a night owl than anything else. So, Yeah, and I'm the opposite. Like I have to set an alarm in the morning mm-hmm. because my most productive time is like from when I like get that first cup of coffee and to mm-hmm. the lunch. So from like eight to noon, I am optimal. After lunch, I'm like, oh, look at, look at the trees. Look yeah. at the birds. <laughs> right. I'm right now looking at the trees and the birds because um, I can't and it's, that's nice. I'm not in a concrete hole of an office in Pugsley, which not that the office in Pugsley is bad, but I have no natural light in my office in Pugsley. Right. I can actually see what's happening outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I I wish I was like that. I wish I was more like that. And I, I usually am if I, you know, have, a, you know, a place to be when I wake up. But just knowing that I don't have to do that, I guess, you know kind of brings out the night owl in me so well right or if you know that you don't have to have a meeting with someone first thing in the morning mm-hmm. and you don't you can just like go from bed to work mode right. it doesn't even like why would you right, yeah, right. and the the pajamas all day or something mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um so my first question for you i know you're pretty big into fitness yeah so what is something that you find to be one of the most beneficial aspects of working out and eating healthy for you? Yeah, so for me, it is my me time. Uh, I, so as a professional, right, I'm around students all the time. I'm always in one-on-one coaching sessions when like campus life is normal. And so it's an opportunity for me to decompress and it's a stress reliever for me. I actually find I'm my best self when I get a little bit of that like dopamine and adrenaline from working out first thing in the morning. Like I can tell, like if I don't work out in the morning and it's three in the afternoon and things are stressing me out, I'm like, I really should have done something, move my body in some way. And so for me, it's this opportunity and outlet for me to, to decompress, but also you get like these really awesome benefits of dopamine and endorphins in your body that you, um, you know, sometimes you turn to other substances to get that positive feeling, but all you really need to do is even go for a walk or a run. I try to run a half marathon every year. And so, but for me, it's this opportunity to, to decompress 
Um, and sometimes like when you're working out, uh, you don't have to think of, all you have to think about is that thing, right? Um, especially I started doing some more weight training stuff lately. And like, I can't, if I'm trying to do like some sort of squat, all I can literally think about is that. And so that's really nice because you can, you can check out. So for me, I feel my best self when I get to do that sort of physical movement. Um, I did a, did a workout this morning. My gym has been really awesome. They've had Facebook live sessions. So awesome. we can still get a workout like that rigor. You feel like, okay, the instructor is there like pushing you and motivating you. Um, yeah. And then eating healthy. Gosh, I just, I really love vegetables. Like I'm one of those people, I'm like, gosh, I'm just craving a salad. I mean, I also crave cheeseburgers too. So um, <laughs> right, right. or an impossible whopper, if you will. And that might be controversial or not, but right. Like <laughs> right. just like need, need the green things. Mm -hmm. um, and because I get, normally I travel a lot. So um, I eat my share of fast food. So it's nice to have that balance, balance, if you will. That oh yeah. Sense. Yeah, definitely. So you have, I was actually going to ask how you've been kind of keeping up with workouts or anything while you're at home, but it sounds like you have a good connection with your gym doing, you know, online videos and stuff like that. I think I have seen a few places do that, whether it be, you know, a gym, a church or, you know, what have you. So I think it's really cool that places have been able to find those ways to, you know, keep up with their personnel, I guess. So. Yeah, it's been, it's been really awesome. Like, so a, my gym in general, I think is really awesome. It's a really great community of people who go there. Um, but I've really felt like that solidarity even more mm -hmm. so now, like our the gym owner, um, you know, the day before she was like closing the doors, if you will, for all of us to be able to come open up and said, come take equipment if you want. Um, oh, so awesome. I was able to take some dumbbells home with me. I should have taken, I didn't realize, like, people were taking spin bikes. I didn't even know that was an option. Oh, my I wish I would have been able to get one of those bikes, but um, yeah. with the weather getting nicer, it's there's no reason to not um, go outside and run. And it's an excuse right. to get out of the house that mm -hmm. is an appropriate activity to do outside of your house, right? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I actually just drove out to the Dakota Nature Park the other day. Cause I was gonna, I've been walking around just around my neighborhood and I was kind of like, okay, I think it's time for a little bit of more of a change of scenery. So I drove out there, but I literally could not park. Like I tried both parking lots and there, every single spot was full. And I was like, well, I guess it's good that people are, you know, getting out and about, but you know, I'm waiting for my turn. So <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know. Like I've seen a couple of nights where it's been nicer in the evenings mm -hmm. and you just see the sidewalks are full of people, which is yeah. awesome. But you're mm -hmm. like, are we, there's so many people <laughs> right. out. How do we, how do we appropriately distance ourselves? From? Right. Do I, do I need to like cross the street when I start approaching somebody or yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I've noticed that a lot of people like they'll wave to each other and you know, it's, I don't know. It just seems like such a friendly camaraderie between everybody when you're able to interact at all so that's yeah, been nice i would agree um we just actually just moved at, into a new house like four blocks from where i used to live but we were sitting out on the front steps earlier this week and there was enough distance between the sidewalk and the front steps that someone stopped and welcomed us to the neighborhood but you could tell they were excited to have human interaction even if it weren't <laughs> very brief mm -hmm. 
yeah 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 take advantage of anything you can get i think so exactly um that kind of brings me into my next question how are you staying connected with people while practicing social distance um well i that's a great question i think you know i think i've only exacerbated um, opportunities like zoom so i've had uh, some friends and colleagues and i have had zoom like gatherings the last two friday evenings so that's been really fun and it it was what our first one went three and a half hours so oh wow started, like we all had like our own little snacks or dinner mm -hmm. with us on a friday evening but we talked and caught up and different people popped in and out um so that was really fun to be able to engage in that way um we did one we did two last weekend so that was that was fun just to be able to connect and in some ways i feel more connected to people right like mm -hmm. because i'm being more intentional about about those opportunities to connect mm -hmm. um, and then yeah so really just finding i feel like i connected to my brother and my brother-in-law more in the last couple of weeks uh, but my brother actually works for congress and so up until like last saturday he was working around the clock because he works on mm. appropriations so he oh sure um was working from home but like get up at 6 a.m and work till 2 a.m sort of thing yeah so i was i at least connected to my with my brother-in-law because he was they were in the same house together isolated from the rest of the world but like my brother was just cold up in his office so um in some ways it's been nice i've connected to people who haven't who aren't always physically close to me anyways but now it's mm -hmm. like the thing to do to to have virtual yeah. hangouts so my yeah, next definitely. step is to figure out how to do some like get like board games or some sort of games where you could easily play in a virtual environment oh that's a good idea i wonder if there's some sort of website or you know app or something where you can do that obviously there's you know apps where you can play games but they're not always in real time you know so right yeah that'd be fun yeah i'm excited and i'm excited to see how it goes my brother-in-law said he's picked out a couple that he thinks might be able to happen so i used to live in washington dc area and that's where they live and so we used to always like once a month have mm -hmm. a friend game night oh i've been here longer than i'd like to admit it's been like eight years since yeah. we've had game nights but it doesn't seem like it's been like oh just a couple of years ago but right. so we used to always play board games together yeah awesome yeah yeah and i know you mentioned zoom i you know just a week or two ago i was talking with some friends or people who weren't either students or they had a full-time job where they don't necessarily need Zoom and they had no idea what it was. But now all of a sudden, everybody's using it. They know all about it. They know how to start a meeting. They know how to, they know everything because it's just become such a huge thing recently. So yeah, it's been cool. Yeah, my mom tried to Zoom though on Sunday morning with my, with my brother and his husband and my partner and I, it was kind of comical because she was trying to join on her phone, but then couldn't figure out to see, you know, the gallery view. And so then she joined oh. on her computer <laughs> and she couldn't get her. I mean, it was, I was like laugh crying because of course I was like, okay, boomer, let's get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a for effort. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so what is your favorite pastime then? It just all together during all of this. Gosh, okay. That's a, I really do love working out. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, 
that's something that I've been able to lean into a little more. Um, but I've been cooking more thoroughly. Like we always try to cook at home anyways, mm-hmm. but I've been, um, baking a little more frequently. So that's been nice. And I actually read for pleasure. I read a new oh. book. Um, I read little fires everywhere. It's also been recently turned into a Hulu series. Mm-hmm. And so I was ordering a book for class and then I ordered a couple of additional books for leisure reading. And so that's been fun to be able to read, to carve out a little more time to just read for fun. That reading always seems to be more exciting than any time you're assigned any sort of reading. Like I was reading for class last night and I was like, I need a little nap now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, to be completely honest with you, I'm not a big pleasure reader, but I've been trying to think of, you know, ways to keep me busy during all this. And so I was at the store the other day and I went through the book section, but even that section was pretty scarce. So wow. It's yeah. So I mean, if anybody has any recommendations for maybe a good ebook, I'm open to suggestions. So the Brookings Public Library, if I don't know if you have a library card through them, but they have an app and you can get ebooks for free. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. I don't have a library card, but I wonder if I could possibly sign up from one or for one from yeah. home. I'll have to look I into bet, that. I bet you could. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Um, because like that's, I often forget, I used to be way big into the library, but I really like to have a book physically. And yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think I would prefer that too. I think for me anyway, textbooks, I'm okay with being on my computer, but if I'm reading for, you know, more enjoyment, I think I would rather, you know, sit in bed and have a physical book in front of me. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to know. I'm going to definitely look into that. Yeah, for sure. So what are you looking forward to the most post-quarantine? What are you most excited to do? Um, I would love to be able to gather the speech and debate team and have like a end of the year celebration. Um, I think you know, we finished a tournament right at the end, the beginning of spring break and people went off in their different directions for spring break. And we were really hopped up and excited because Mm -hmm. we qualified over 20 events and the whole team to nationals. And we were like, yeah, we're okay. We've got some work to do over spring break and we're going to come back and we're going to get after it. And then like that week of spring break, things just started to slowly like fall apart, if you will right as we started to realize the severity. So I think seeing uh, the students on the team because, you know, or any of the students for that matter, right? We just didn't have this. It was just like, and we're done. Mm-hmm. It's absolute sense. But I think just being able to reconnect um, with those people who I spend so much time with um, in ways that's not just our 5.30 Monday night Zoom meeting because, well, that's, that's this, it's good to connect in that way, but it's not quite, the same. Um, and so I think that will be the thing I'm most excited for is to have some, hopefully some sort of summer celebration, um, get it on the books and have people come over or come to Brookings and, and connect. So I think that's probably the thing I'm looking most forward to. Yeah, definitely. And you guys had a lot of, you know, success in a lot of your tournaments this past year. Do you want to talk about those a little bit? 
Oh gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, my, my partner makes fun of me because I'll come home like, well, we could have done better. And I'll be like, we just won state for the third year in a row, but we could have done better. Um, so I'm always, I've got that growth mindset where I think that we could always, there's always room for improvement, right? I mm-hmm. think that um, you would be lying if you said, oh, it was perfect, right? Like, well, perfect doesn't exist. So, but yeah, we, we were the champions of the Dakotas this year. We qualified 23 different individual events to nationals, which I think, um, is tied for the largest national entry we've ever had. Oh, wow. um, so I think we surpassed last year's number by two, uh, two events. So I think we are, it was the largest qualification that we've ever had. Uh, 10 different students in all sort in all 11 categories. So there's 11 different events that they compete in, kind of like track and field, right? Like there's, mm-hmm. I wish I could tell you more about track and field, but I can't because I'm not that <laughs> coach. But, an analogy for people who might be familiar with track and field, right? There's a variety of different events mm-hmm. and we qualified um, something in each of those categories. So, and that's the first time I've ever done that as a coach here at SDSU. So that was really exciting. Um, They're just an awesome group of a team, right? Like they were such a team. Everything they did this season was about them as a unit, which I think is really cool to see, especially in an activity where you could just be focused on your own events and your own success. Mm-hmm. Everyone's equally invested in the success of one another. Um, and I think that's really cool as a coach to have a group of students who are committed, not just to their own events, but to commit, committed to each other's events. So yeah, it was great. We um, would have been preparing to leave for California today uh, to oh, go to our national cool. tournament. So yeah. um, I actually went to, I got permission. I just would like to note, I got permission. I was up at the Pugsley office today to gather some mail um, for, you know, some incoming student scholarship information. And mm-hmm. I walked upstairs to the, the squad room and we had this, created a practice grid for nationals prep. And the goal is that everyone would see everyone's events, right? So mm-hmm. 10 times 23 was the, what this grid was like. Oh, sure. And, um, and it was empty because we never got a chance to work on it. We were going to work on it once we got back from spring break through this past weekend. Um, but it was a little, little somber, right, to mm. all of that momentum. And I know we're not alone in our activity. But, you know, I think about the athletes who also had their seasons just ended, right? Um, but across the street from Pugsley is the Alumni Center, the Worcester Alumni Hall. And I don't know if any of you have driven across uh, Madari and seen this, but the whole big glass windows are full of hearts in rainbow color, like in a big rainbow. And at the top, it says hope. And for me, that's really, that um, was a good message to start April, like on this hopeful note that like mm-hmm. March was not what any of us had planned for, but April can offer this hope to us that, you know, we need to hunker down a little longer and, do what we can each collectively do in our power to, you know, to shelter in place. And, um, right. We do that with the focus on hope for a better tomorrow that we can get back to life as normal, if you will, sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we kind of touched on this a little earlier, but like you said, as you know, a heart of a time as this is, I think it's also been, pretty enlightening to see how we can all come together so, you know, so well and support each other in, you know, different times of need, whether it be, 
you know, financially or just supporting somebody who's going through a rough time by, you know, missing out on their last high school memories or college memories or, you know, what have you. So that's been really cool to see. Yeah, for sure. I think that's, I think, right, like in some ways, right, it's brought out the best of humanity, right, mm -hmm. that we, A, maybe all could have used a little slowdown, right? Um, gosh, I probably work anywhere between 60 to 80 hours a week, depending on if I'm traveling or not, all that sort of thing. And it's, I'm one of those people who's like, likes to go mm -hmm. with a lot on my plate, but it's also <clears> been nice to have a, a slower pace. Um, well, it's not what I planned for or would have wanted um it's kind of okay to remind ourselves to slow down and like, mm -hmm. to know that it's okay that we're not going to be as productive right now and that's okay i think that like, i've read a couple of uh, articles that have said don't fall into this trap you have to be hyper productive during um this you know time of quarantine because right like we're all grieving in different ways like mm -hmm. probably going to campus the day that you were supposed to leave to go like to your big like pinnacle of the year i didn't think about that like i think that we all hit, hit those waves of moments of grieving the loss of um what we had prepared for yeah definitely and like you said about slowing down i find it hard to feel okay taking a break sometimes i think it's just because you know I am constantly living in my place of work right now. So, you know, when I am in the same environment as my work, I feel like I should be, you know, you know, go, go, go doing something. So it's been hard to kind of find that balance between, you know, taking a break and being productive. But yeah, like you said, it's definitely important to remind yourself to slow down, take those breaks and kind of have your me time like you talked about so for sure all right i have one more question for you so the day that we're recording this is april 1st april fool's day so if i don't know if you're a prankster or not but what might be one of the most you know one of the friendly and funny pranks that you've ever pulled or had pulled on you so april 1st is my grandma's birthday so as a kid i used to think it was really fun to write her a card that would be like happy birthday you won the lottery and i don't know why <laughs> i thought that was hysterical like there's probably years like 10 years worth of cards that i did this for her. <laughs> um so like well not great prank um that certainly was a recurring thing that i did as a kid because i thought that would be fun to joke about winning the lottery um I don't know that I'm actually a very good prankster. The one kind of prank that I like to do the most, and my partner hates it, is like if you hide and jump out and oh, jump scare sure. somebody. Yeah. Um, I think it is hysterical. And my cats do it to one another. I watched my cat. So now I'm like really leaning into my cat lady life. <laughs> the one cat, like he knew his sister was coming down the hallway and there was like a little nook. And I saw him like sidle into this corner he was just waiting and waiting and then bam. um so I like a jump scare um I know that it doesn't make the person who has been pranked uh to be all that feel that comforted the heart rate simply <laughs> yeah. goes up um but that's like as about as good as my pranks ever get do, are you a prankster do you have any like good once overs on anybody you know I'm not a big prankster and I honestly, I can't think of any 
pranks that have been pulled on me, but I do appreciate, you know, all those viral pranks that we see on social media. I think those are pretty good. And they've, I think they've really gotten better since quarantine because I think that's one of people's forms of entertainment is pranking their family members or their roommates or whatever it might be. So I have to like, I'm sure there's a Reddit thread or something like that. Oh yeah. To check it out. I um, grew up like in my formative years. It was when MTV's show, um, I don't know if I can say this, Jackass was really popular. Oh, and sure, so, yeah. um, that was like the ultimate sort of like pranks or like, yeah. um, sometimes a little extreme or a little gruesome, but yeah. Oh, that does make me think. Yeah. I don't know that I can talk about that on a podcast as a professional. I do now. Now this is harkening back. Like we grew up with, I was like a senior in high school and I hung out with this group of guys and they liked to do things like that were probably inspired by jackass, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like, I feel like, yeah. oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say they like would steal road construction cones and then oh. they would like put them up and like make a barricade and make people go around them and we would just sit and watch and yeah. see what would happen. <laughs> How long they could get away with it. Yeah. I know. I feel like that was probably one of those shows where they probably had that, you know, that disclaimer before and after to not try this at home and, you know, oh, all yeah. that good stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that that show had like movies and everything. I don't know how they even came up with most of the things they did. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. It was just wild. Our next episode will be available on May 8th and feature a conversation with students who are graduating from the online Master of Mass Communication program this spring. This podcast is the property of the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University, which reserves all rights to its use. Music by Cody M. Johnson and Tyler Addison James is licensed through AMP Music.